0: Here's our Ask the Politics Guys question for this week, Jay. You ready?
1: Okay, okay, I'm ready.
0: Dear Politics Guys, Bernie Sanders says he's a democratic socialist. What does that mean?
1: Hmm.
0: So, yeah, that's a, that, I think that's a pretty good question. Uh, it's, it's not a certainly not a term that has been in common usage, at least in American politics, before Bernie Sanders. So what does that mean to you, Jay? When you hear democratic socialist, what do you think of?
1: I hear I hear trouble. Um, <laughs> no, thought I, you, did. you know, I guess it, it's it would, would be that the type of uh, idea that you have in sort of Scandinavian countries where you have a functioning uh, democracy, but is a, a very wide and um, uh, tightly knit uh, social service net uh, where the government provides uh, a great many services and uh, you have um, in return a, a pretty high rate of, of taxation. Um, you know, I guess that's, that's what I would envision that, that meaning, um, sort of, sort of what, you know, they used to call the uh, socialism with a human face uh, in, in Europe. Um, and uh, I, I mean, I think that, that, that yeah. term kind of gives away, <laughs> well, <laughs> if you, I think... if you have to kind of put a human face on it, then, then what are you dealing with? But, uh, you know, and I guess that's sort of what, what uh, Bernie Sanders would want to represent. And um, he's also from a place where it's, Uh, really pretty uh, uh, racially, ethnically, um, uh, economically homogenous, uh, and it's cold a lot of the time. So again, I think that's sort of Scandinavian model. Okay. uh, Sort of Vermont model too. Some
0: similarities there. You know, I think there's a Big difference between sort of the standard dictionary, if you will, definition of the word socialism and what Bernie Sanders means, because you know socialism traditionally is essentially a, a type of a society, type of government that uh, pushes for that advocates uh, uh, collective ownership or governmental ownership of what they call the means of production. And right. you know, and, and if you go in the Marxist theory and so forth, that's that kind of transitional state, you've got capitalism. And then in between, you've got socialism, which is only supposed to be an intermediate step before communism where somehow the state withers away and then you just have goodness and light and so forth for everyone. Uh, which, right.
1: It hasn't worked so no, far. No, it
0: really hasn't worked so far. But, you know, and so I, I think it's not a great term to use because still there are people our age and older who hear the word socialist and freak out. And that's clearly not what Bernie Sanders means. He stated flat out that I am not advocating government ownership of the means of production, or he's never used the term means of production. I don't think that would right. be pretty that's disastrous so to kind do. just
1: sounds socialist, clunky. Yes. Yeah,
0: exactly. So yeah, he—I mean—he's pretty clearly calling for a larger safety net. He's calling for more government intervention. So he's calling for uh, just more protections for people who are hurt the most by capitalism and. He's even come out in you know essentially one of those two cheers for capitalism sort of position, saying that it's 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 a great system for a lot of people. It does an awful lot, but it it causes winners and losers booms and busts, and it's the responsibility of government to protect people who are at the at the low end who get hurt by those busts and who are the as trump might call it the big losers in this system, you know <laughs> with things like uh, you know I think the most kind of socialist sort of part of what Bernie Sanders is advocating is single payer single payer health insurance for all, like a, a meta basically Medicare for all system. And that's 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 closer to kind of government ownership, but not as close as something like in the UK, which is hardly a socialist paradise, where they You know, they pay the doctors and the whole thing directly. So, and and, you know, certainly they're they're not considered to be you know incredible socialist, commie types, that sort of thing. You know, they're generally a lot more conservative.
1: Well, maybe not by you, but not not by me.
0: (laughs) They're a much more sensible system, actually, in a lot of ways. But but yeah, that's that's another story. So, you know, I think that's what he means is that he's not calling for the end of capitalism, not not at all, but basically just to kind of smooth out the rough spots. And I think that's a, I think that's a great thing. You know, I, I, I don't have a problem with, I don't know why anyone would have a problem with that. Do you have a problem with that?
1: I I do have a problem with that. So you're not, you're not a democratic socialist.
0: Is that, is that right? Am I fair? Am I right in saying? I am not a
1: democratic socialist. Okay. I am. Um, And
0: you're not. Okay. Just to be clear on that. I'm probably
1: a, a democratic Republican, I guess, is probably how. Okay. Now you've just confused
0: me essentially, but okay.
1: Right. And that kind of, I mean, again, and I, I mean that in, in perhaps sort of the, uh, Uh, 18th century, 19th, early 19th century kind of, kind of way. Um, Yeah. The, the, the problem with, with socialism is Margaret Thatcher famously pointed out is sooner or later, you run out of other other people's money. Um, And, and that's sort of the, the, the idea is you can say, well, look, this is not intrusive. Uh, But yes, it is. I mean, if you are going to have a single payer system, uh, all of a sudden the government determines how much you're going to get paid to do your job. If that's in healthcare, or it could be in something else uh, there are there is never a a lack of of problems out there that someone might say, Well, the government can solve this too so
0: you, you uh, might not so want to use health care for your example because when you take a look at health outcomes and a lot of other factors, a lot of other countries who have in fact we 're the only advanced industrial country that does it in this crazy way that we do it, and our outcomes aren 't any aren 't significantly better than anyone else that 's i know that 's another that's another conversation for another day oh, I'll, certainly. I'll differ I'll,
1: I mean I'll differ with you on that I mean in that uh, again, living where I do here in Cleveland, we have the Cleveland Clinic, and we have people from around the world uh, who come here uh, to Cleveland Ohio, to have surgeries, procedures, consult with doctors as opposed to uh, going to to somewhere in their home country or, or somewhere else
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: and and that indicates to me that there is the the sense that. There's more innovation, there's more uh, moving forward here, and it's, uh, look, if you want to talk about broader health outcomes, that again, it is something that's a little tough to say it's all based on your healthcare system.
0: Well, I think and that's, um, that's an interesting point you raise because a, a lot of folks on my side would come back by saying, yeah, it's a great system if you're, if you're a, a, you know, a Saudi Arabian prince and you can fly over here and, and, and get that taken care of. But if you're a person who's stuck with, you know, with crummy healthcare and ends up getting substandard care and, and dying, well, then that doesn't really help you out. And that's exactly the problem that Bernie Sanders is pointing out is that the 1% gets the best of everything everything and the bottom 99% essentially gets the shaft, especially the bottom 20, 30, 40%. No, you you can laugh, but I think Bernie Sanders is dead on and a lot of people agree with me on that. You know, kind of to to go off of that point, you know, I mentioned it. Socialism still is kind of a scary word for me. I can't quite shake some of my, you know, conservative upbringing, but For a lot of young people, that's not the case. A few years ago, the Pew Research Center did a a poll of millennials, and that's people Mm -hmm. between 18 and 29 or so. And they found that uh, essentially, well, that 49 percent of them viewed socialism favorably compared to 43 percent who view it unfavorably. They asked them the same question about capitalism. They found that only 46 percent of them viewed capitalism favorably, 47% viewed it unfavorably. So among millennials, at least in that one poll, only one I'm aware of that asked that question, is that socialism actually has higher favorability than capitalism, which I think is taking things a little bit far, certainly, but I can certainly understand it given what's happened since 2008. Well, and
1: I would say in what's happened, what's happens on our college campuses and the the nature of uh, the kind of indoctrination that uh, folks get there. And well, I would also say the those other millennials thing, aren't college students though, to be fair. Well, they, they were college students fairly recently though. Well, uh, well, no, cause it, in a the random other, sample, the other, the other thing that's a little different when you're talking about millennials and, and generally, I guess the, you know, our impression of, uh, socialism is we don't have the, uh, uh the cold war is sort of over and we don't have that, that, um, negative um example to look at uh of, of you of looking at, at places where you know you know look was was the soviet union the workers paradise certainly not was eastern europe the workers paradise certainly not um, you don't have the scores of people flowing across um uh, you know east the east, eastern europe to get to west uh, the west uh, people risking their lives to uh, uh, get uh, over the Berlin Wall and so forth um, uh, people people don't see that now and I think the the idea that um, uh, socialism is, is more popular is is sort of because <laughs> you don't see it as much in in practice
0: i I, I gotta say on that I, I mean I don't I don't I, I can often see your view on a lot of things but here I think you are just a the- about as wrong as you can possibly be by setting up what I feel is a completely false choice. I think the comparison to make is not between uh, the former Soviet Union or North Korea or Cuba or anything like that. I think the comparison to make is with the other advanced industrialized countries like us who have social democratic systems. So some of the Scandinavian countries, uh, a a lot of countries in Europe. And what you find is by a lot of A lot of fairly objective markers, quality of life, people's views of life and how they feel about, you know, general health and happiness and so forth, that these places are doing it by by a lot of standards a better job than we are. And so I think that's the comparison. And I think that's the comparison that conservatives are scared of, because by that comparison, we're not number one and that but that suggests a system that would that would require a lot more from them that would give a lot more to the people who are most in need of it
1: do you think there's a correlation between when we talk about these you know northern european uh, nations uh their happiness level um their general contented contentedness level uh and they're they're willing to accept, willingness to accept socialism, or do you think the socialism brings about the happiness? I, I would say it might be the other way around. I mean, if if you are living in a place, and I think this bears it out too in in so many of the the upper crust places of uh, uh, United States, if you've got folks who are are living well and happy, and and they're not concerned about their future, there's there's very much a, a feeling of yes, I'd be happy to share. Uh, if you look in in places where people are really struggling to get by, uh, in a lot of ways, no socialism doesn't doesn't work out quite as well. The idea that listen, we're going to have the government uh, start handing out these benefits, and the other the other piece that you didn't uh, point out about you know the more power you give a, a government to uh, sort of pick winners and losers. Uh, is it that, that uh, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts? Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And you're always going to have that. When you when you get a system, the more the government weighs in on deciding uh, who's uh-huh. going to get that, uh, that health care, who's going to get that surgery. Uh, if we only have so much, we're going to have to ration some of it. Uh, we only have so much money. It's It's got to go to some place. And uh-huh. those decisions will be in many cases, made politically. I agree. And, and that, that troubles people. I agree. I, just...
0: I agree entirely. But here's the thing is that power is going to be held by someone. And those right. decisions are going to be made by someone right now. Those dec- that power powers held. And I, I, I'm going I'm to channel Bernie Sanders that that power is held by the millionaires and the billionaires and the, not just the one tenth, the upper one tenth of one percent, those hundreds, of a few hundred people who who are the ones who rent the politicians, whether they're Democrats or Republicans, who make the decisions, who control the agenda and I, you know, who have systematically over the last 30 years hollowed out the middle class in this country have just wrecked the social safety net. And so, yeah, I mean, you can see you can see a reaction to this on the left and the right. I think that's a huge reason for, you know, the rise of the Tea Party and the Donald Trump people and the Bernie Sanders people is because there's an innate view of fairness, belief in fairness and the belief that the system is rigged and who's it rigged for? It's rigged for that 1% because they're the ones who are calling the shots. And I I I agree with with the young kids who are the Sanders supporters and I agree with in that sense. Oh my god, I'm going to say this with Donald wow. Trump when he says that yeah these people are these people are corrupt and the system
1: needs to change amen amen wow you're you're truly feeling the burn i you know i am i mean and I, you're wandering into the, the 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 fever swamps of the left there um uh, you know again it's the idea that there's some sort of boogeyman one percent. Uh, no, it's not a boogeyman. That's the thing. Health, healthcare and right? uh, the idea that that uh, I, I I could have everything I wanted if it only wasn't for these these couple billionaires who are are secretly plotting against me. See, I don't. No, no, uh, no, no. That's, that's the that's, sort of sort of nonsensical sort of thing that I that, agree uh, that drives me around the bend. I, I agree. Uh, look, I agree. You you know you think you don't have better health care because of. Uh, of rich people of wall street I, I just it just doesn't make make sense i don't think, I think it's an
0: evil plot okay and when the people who talk about evil conspiracies in smoke fill rooms and so forth yeah that to me would be actually easy would be less scary the scary thing to me is that it's just the setup of the system i don't blame the 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 coke brothers i don't blame these folks they're just working the system as it exists i get it I I would imagine that I would do the same things. I don't think that rich people are uniquely evil, like a lot of folks on the crazy left do. I think they're just playing the game by the rules that have been set up. So I just want to see the rules different because I believe along with, I think the framers that, the. Uh, you know, that we have a system that that in which people are going to pursue their self-interest. And so we need to align the incentives for people so that their pursuit of their self-interest is not destructive to the larger group of people in the country. That's all.
1: Well, and, and, You know, th- that comes right back to where my first criticism when you said people hurt by capitalism. Um, you know, I was going to take issue with that. I think the problem with uh, capitalism is, uh, look, maybe it, it does not distribute its benefits evenly maybe maybe uh, but, but does it does it punish unfairly punish uh some i, I and I, I don't know i mean look we live in a, a system where we've got so much uh more than what we've had uh even in the past generation if you compare you know where we live and, and what we have uh to 20 years ago and you compare that to 20 years before in terms of technology in terms of healthcare, uh in terms of uh in many cases are the environment and i'm not going to say that's that's perfect in every case but we we've i mean this country has moved forward leaps and bounds
0: this country environmental
1: uh uh, upkeep and being in a better system uh from 40 years ago and a lot of that's been because of technology because of uh, new innovations it's because of people creating new businesses creating new jobs and, yeah, and I, I, so I, I, totally that's why disagree. I guess I, I, take, I take issue with the idea that, that capitalism uh, is, is hurting. I mean capitalism has lifted more people out of poverty, has been the greatest uh, vehicle for the creation of, of wealth, uh, knowledge, and, and a better life. Uh, that we've ever seen. So. that
0: I agree with, but I think that's stalled out when you talk about we've gotten a lot better and these things have happened to us. Yeah, on average, just like if Donald Trump moves into my my neighborhood all of a sudden, the average income in my neighborhood goes way up, but that doesn't help me any and for too many people that progress has stalled out. And so what have we gotten? We've gotten more gadgets that distract us and stress us out. We've gotten a, a big ag- big corporate agriculture that Fills us full of crap food that makes us sick and so forth. So we've gotten big, you know, corporate environmental policies that no, that (laughs) that that destroy our environment. So as that's better off. Well, that's better off. You can have it.
1: That's so. So anyway, again, again, I I, you know, if you want to go that route, that that we're living in the first time of history that one of the biggest problems that the poor face is that they're too fat. Uh, my God! I mean, that's if if you if you raise that to someone uh, fifty years ago, a hundred years ago, they they would just look at you bill, with bewilderment. Um, so anyway, but no, oh yeah, another issue, so you, food you can, policy. You you're, you're wound up.
0: I, I am wound up about this issue, and while I have to say, now people might hear this and think I, I'm I'm a huge Bernie fan, Bernie Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders supporter, and in a sense, I am. Uh, but I I don't think I could ever vote for him just because I. I don't believe he would actually get stuff done. And again, so, you know, there's that that battle between pragmatism and idealism. I love what he says, but I know how politics works. And I think that actually he might do more harm than good for the progressive cause. I'm kind of making kill. God, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm making Hillary Clinton's argument for her. And I'm sorry. God, I am so sorry about that. But yeah, that's kind of where I stand. I am a frustrated Bernie Sanders supporter in, in a lot of ways, I think. So there it is. Wow. I I've come out I've come out
1: uh, The as, original question was what do we think a, a democratic socialist is and
0: Yeah, I, I think we think that a democratic socialist is is uh, uh you know someone who believes in a lot more government and a lot more redistribution and a lot more taxes on the rich. And I think I've come out pretty obviously in favor of all that. And I think you and, and they out... tend
1: to elicit sort of rants, don't they?
0: They do, they really do. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of enjoyed it. So but uh, yeah, I do think that answers the question, so I think we're all set. All right. All right, so that's it for this episode of Ask the Politics Guys. Thanks everyone for listening. If you have any questions for future episodes or just any thoughts, comments, or criticisms, we'd love to hear from you. Our email is politicsguys at gmail.com. It's politicsguys, one word, at gmail.com. Our Facebook page, where Jay and I post and comment on news articles throughout the week, and where you can comment, too, is facebook.com slash politicsguys page. Check it out and give us a like. If you're listening to us on iTunes or Stitcher, we would really appreciate it if you could take just a minute to rate the show and write a quick review. Ask the Politics Guys will be back next Wednesday. We hope you'll join us.